0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Independent TD for Roscommon Galway and former minister Dennis Nocton has announced that he will not contest the next general election. Uh, Mr. Nocton was uh, pushed out of his job for developing the National Broadband uh, Plan and. Uh, for having dined inappropriately with David McCourt of that plan. Well, to talk about the ups and downs of politics and his decision to step down, Dennis himself is joining us now. Uh, Dennis, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, we'll talk about the ups and downs in a moment, but you have decided to step away. Why?
1: Well, look, if this Dáil uh, goes to its full term, I'll have saved uh, served 28 years uh, in Dahl Airden. Uh, I have been longer in Dál than outside it and while it's been an absolute honour to represent the people of Longford, Leitrim, Galway and Roscommon uh, over the last 26 years and I've done that because I've had uh, such a great team of dedicated uh, canvassers, some of whom canvass for my late father, I think now is the time to uh, try uh, out different and new things and um, I think it's the time to, to leave politics. Okay,
0: it's still a couple of years away. Um, So what happens? Do you become a lame duck TD?
1: (laughs) No, I've no intention of becoming a lame duck TD. And I think, as you know, and you've interviewed me over a long, long number of years... I'm not that type of person. Uh, I gave a commitment to the people of Roscommon and Galway at the last election that it would serve them to the best of my ability for this Dáil term. And that's my intention to do that.
0: Now, you're in a slightly different position that, uh, say, a party TD would be in because uh, you're an independent. Um, So if you were in a party, there would be people within your own party vying for your seat. Isn't that so?
1: That's correct. Yeah, so it's different when when you're an independent, you're effectively uh, a sole trader, and um, you know, like while I have a lot of people that would have supported me down through the years, both in Finnegale and outside it, uh, you know, um, they'll have to make up their own mind what uh they decide to do, whether they continue on active role in politics after this or not, is up to them. Um, I'm
0: sure you'll uh, cast an amused eye over the machinations in the constituency then over the next two years as people (laughs) seek preferment.
1: Yeah, well, look, it's three years nearly to the day since the, the last general election. And it was always my intention to give plenty of notice to whoever the prospective candidates uh, would be. As I say, it's an absolute honour to serve a air, and I've been lucky enough to be elected on six uh, separate occasions uh, to the Dahl. So, look, people have plenty of time they can plan it now and the public have plenty of time to make up their mind on who they want to represent them after the next general election.
0: And those who possibly thought they had no hope of taking Dennis Nocton's seat will pull up their socks and make a bigger effort to secure that seat uh, upon your retirement but of course, I don't know how many seats there'll be in the Doyle the next time round.
1: Yeah, look, there will definitely be more seats, I suppose. It makes it easier for an incumbent going into the next general election because I think we'll have something like uh, 18 or 20 more uh, Doll deputies. Uh, and I suppose that's why I've taken the decision now. I could go on, you know, contest the next general election. But uh, when I went into politics, first of all, I went in at a very young age, in tragic circumstances. And my late father's director of elections, uh, Tommy Hunt, uh, said to me when he was encouraging me to run for politics that, you know, it's a young man's game. Don't grow old and don't grow stale in it. And that's what I don't want to do. And that's why I've decided to to leave now rather than than waiting maybe uh, five or ten years from now. Do you have any of your
0: kith and kin who might be interested in having a go?
1: Well, no, my brother is a Fine councillor in Roscommon County Council and I know he would contest in the next local elections, but none of my family have any interest in continuing on. At the all level, and I suppose it's going to be unusual. It'll be the first time in fifty years uh, that there won't be an octon on the ballot paper come the next general election. But look, it's an end of an era, and it's time for all the mm. people to take up that mantle.
0: Now, you're not going to sidle off into retirement. Uh, you have other plans. Are you going to share them with us?
1: Well, I haven't any plans at the moment. My plans in the short term are to serve out my term as a doll deputy to say it has been an absolute honour. But my background is in science. Uh, I'm presently chair of a global working group building stronger relationships between scientists, policymakers, and politicians. And Ultimately, I'd like to get involved, something in that uh, area down the road.
0: Yeah, We actually had a former politician on the programme earlier today, Dennis. We had uh, Peter Power, who is now Executive Director of UNICEF, uh, demonstrating absolutely that uh, his talents are appreciated in a different kind of organisation I- entirely. Uh, often people are cynical about politicians, uh, but when they do throw in the towel in politics they're often in huge demand for you know other jobs
1: well, look, yes, and look, I know Peter very well, and I served with Peter in Leinster House, and, and he's someone of huge ability. And, you know, from talking to colleagues that have left uh, Leinster House over the last 20 years or so, a lot of them have said, look, that, you know, they gave, it gave them a new lease of life. But I did see firsthand after the last election, a, a lot of people in very difficult circumstances, I suppose, in general Anyone that was out of work at that time uh, found themselves, you know, in a position that they couldn't get employment. And politicians were no da- different uh, at that particular uh, point in time. So, look, there are ups and downs inside and outside uh, of politics. But look, I've given it a good innings. It will be mm. 28 years. And I think it's time for a change at this mm. stage.
0: Now, uh, the, the question of your ups and downs. I mean, you uh, stepped away from the Fine Gael Party because of your stance on Ross Common. Hospital. Looking back on that now, I mean, it didn't hurt your electoral prospects the next time round as an independent. Looking back on that and how Common Hospital is today, um, were you right? Could you have handled it differently? Might your career have been even more stellar than it turned out to be?
1: Well, look, uh, there's absolutely no doubt about it. I think I probably would have had a different career in politics if uh, the issue in relation to Roscommon Hospital hadn't happened, you know. And from a on a personal level, look, I took a hit uh, as a result of that, but I didn't step away. And people tend to forget this. It was Finnegale and Labour that stepped away from the commitments they'd given. James Riley gave a written commitment to the people in relation to the A and E at Roscommon. On the cusp of the general election, Indy Kenny stood in the square uh, in Roscommon during the election campaign. Uh, Eamon Gilmore came to the constituency and gave similar commitments in relation to the hospital. But within a few weeks of going into government, all three had turned their back on that commitment. I didn't and I couldn't. And I wasn't prepared to say one thing before the election and do something immediately Mm. after the election.
0: Um, But, you know, as it turned out for Roscommon Hospital, how do you feel today? I mean, is it doing the job that they decided it should do at that time? And is it doing it well?
1: Well, look, the reality is that we have very stretched emergency services right across the uh, West Midlands today. Uh, um, we have the most overcrowded emergency department uh, in the country at Porto Hospital in Bandisloe we haven't seen any significant investment which we should have seen in relation to emergency services at that time yes the hospital itself uh, is busier but the commitment that was given at the time for a rehabilitation unit, a step down facility from the National Rehabilitation Hospital in Dunleary uh, has been uh, long fingered Um, so yes Some things have happened, some things haven't. Uh, But, um, you know, I suppose the one significant change that has happened as a result of the closure of the emergency department was the establishment of the Air Ambulance Service, something that I had campaigned on for years, which had been absolutely rejected uh, by government after government. But when the local committee and community came together to establish a voluntary Air Ambulance Service, all of a sudden the government could change its policy and direct the uh, Air Corps to provide that service, which has saved thousands of lives across this country.
0: Now, uh, the other uh, hiccup in your career and, uh, you know, the role of the electoral dice, allowed you as an independent to actually uh, take up the job of Minister for Communications, which was which was fantastic. And then broadband being uh, the big issue of the day. And uh, uh, indeed, this morning, it's uh, interesting that Taoiseach has praised your work. Uh, broadband might not have happened if it hadn't been for your work as Minister for Communications. But that was uh, the rock upon which your ministerial career perished.
1: Yeah, well, look, it was a great honour as the second ever independent to be appointed to cabinet. Uh, actually, my uh, county colleague James Dillon was the uh, was my predecessor, the only other independent up to that point in time appointed to cabinet. And look, I had been someone that had campaigned for fifteen years that I would have been on your program on another radio station talking mm. about broadband decades before that and it is something that I felt really passionate about and the thesis is correct it wouldn't have gone ahead without my effort and commitment to it and I think anyone that was involved in that project would know exactly the determination I had to make it happen against many of the vested interests that were there and yeah look hindsight is a great thing would have approached things differently looking back on it now but look the reality is this is happening we will be the first country in the world, the only country in the world to bring fibre optic cable to every single home in what is the most, one of the most dispersed rural countries in Europe mm-hmm. anyway. And uh, I think it will actually transform uh, our society. I think it will have uh, multiples of the implications that rural electrification mm-hmm. had and it will provide equal opportunities to everyone regardless of where you live to access services. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get an
0: apology from David McCourt saying, look, I'm sorry, I... You know, I didn't think it through, I invited a minister for dinner. We didn't talk about any material matters, but that doesn't matter, you know, like Caesar's wife, to be seen to be above reproach.
1: Yeah. And look, I suppose the, the reality was and what frustrated me at the time was that the the two individuals within the Department of Communications that didn't have any confidential information were the Secretary-General and me as Minister uh, because the decision had been taken and rightly taken that we should be kept away from the day-to-day aspects of it. So we didn't have to sign the confidentiality agreement because we weren't given or given access to any of the detailed information uh, in relation to it And I would have liked to have the investigation be carried out and a decision made uh, based on that, which clearly showed that I didn't have access or couldn't have disclosed uh, anything. But look, that's all water under the bridge at this stage. The important thing is that it's happening. It will transform uh, our economy and society and I think it will benefit every single citizen.
0: Yeah, I was reading a quotation attributed to you at the time uh, when you had the meeting with uh, the Leo Varadkar and uh, you said, if I was a cynic, which I'm not, I believe the outcome is more about opinion polls than telecoms polls. It's more about optics than fibre optics.
1: <laughs> yes, and, and look, it, it was at the time more about optics than fibre optics. Like there was huge behind the scenes, there was huge vested interest trying to bring this project down there's absolutely no doubt about it that if it was brought down at the time we would never see uh, fibre cable uh, going into to rural areas and I think you know in the fullness of time people will see that this was the right decision to make and was the decision that will transform uh, Irish society.
0: So lastly Dennis any regrets at all?
1: No, in politics and in life, I don't believe in in having regrets. Absolutely, in hindsight, if you knew today what you knew then, you would obviously maybe make different decisions. But look, the way I looked at any decision I had to make uh, at any particular point in time, I looked at it from the point of view of what was in the best interests of the people that I represented in my constituency uh, and made a judgment call based on that at the time. And when you make decisions like that, You know, there's no need to have regrets because you know you did it for the right uh, reason, even if it was the wrong decision.
0: Well, Dennis, uh, thank you very much for joining us on the programme. We wish you all the best of luck in your next adventure outside politics. Uh, And as I say, uh, thank you very much. Enjoy your last two years, uh, which hopefully you can do in a relatively carefree manner. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.